Lord, I pray that you would just be with us tonight, Lord, that you would bless us, and that, God, you would speak to us exactly what it is you have for our hearts. You have prepared something, God, and I pray that you would deliver it through your spirit and that it would be a message that we need to hear, one that draws us closer to you and one that once we're done hearing it, we can stand back and view you truly as you are. I pray, God, that you would be here tonight. I pray that your spirit would just fill this room and that we would feel you moving tonight. We love you, Lord, and we ask this in your name. Amen. So, myself, Pastor Jamie, and my dad are going to be looking at the sayings of Jesus on the cross. And so, I've been given the first two sayings on the cross. And so, the first one is, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. In the story, the point of the story that we're at is we see Jesus on the cross and he's looking out. Very much like we on the stage are here looking out at you, the crowd. Jesus is on the cross and he's looking out on one of the darkest days. He's looking out at the people, people that he loved, people that he fed, people that he healed, people that he taught, people that he devoted his life to. And yet he's also looking at the very people who hated him, the people who ripped out his beard, the people who put a crown of thorns on his head, and the people who nailed his hands and his feet to a cross. And on his darkest day, Jesus is hanging on the cross, and there's a thought that's in his head. And the thought is not maybe what my thought would be, which is, Father, destroy them, (laughs) like rain down fireballs from heaven on them. They are terrible. They're wicked. I tried to reach them. I tried and I tried and I tried. Let's just blow this place up and start over on Mars. That's exactly what he could have thought. But he's looking out and he's not thinking, he's not thinking, Father, destroy them. He's thinking, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. I want to ask you, is that what you would say if you were Jesus? Would you look out and say, they, they don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. No, if I were Jesus, I'd say, they know exactly what they did. When they drove the nails through Jesus' hands, when they drove them, when they beat him, when they gambled for his clothes, when they laughed at him, when they spit on him, they, like, if I were Jesus, I would say, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, think about, like, what is the context that we ever say, oh, just don't mind them. They don't know what they're doing. It's, it's never a full-grown adult. It's a little child. If a little child sticks a fork in an electrical socket, or if they're going to, you're like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. They're just a kid, and you pull the knife away. Or if a dog, you know, comes up and jumps on you and tries to bite you, it's like, oh, he's all right. He's just, he's a dog. But a full-grown human, these are people The people who've nailed Jesus to the cross, they have fully developed senses of right and wrong. They've had prophets and preachers and kings and priests before them telling them the Messiah is coming. And when he shows up, they decide to kill him. And yet Jesus looks on the cross and he says, Father, forgive them. He views these people just the way you view your small children when they're messing up when they're getting into trouble, when they're doing things that are wrong, he views them with this compassion. 
Father, forgive them, for they, they don't know. They don't realize. They don't know who they've nailed to the cross. They don't know they're killing God. They don't know that they're crucifying the one they've been waiting for. They don't know. Father, forgive them. That, that's the incredible love of a God who chooses to love his enemies. God knew exactly what they were doing. And it's the problem that we're talking about tonight. The problem that I'm starting off with is the universal problem of sin. We've all messed up. We've all made mistakes. Here's the amazing thing about our God. He looks out at you and he loves you despite knowing everything you've ever done. And for some of us, maybe not so much a big deal because maybe we're three. I don't know if there's any really young people in here. Some of us, we've lived a lot longer and we have some skeletons in our closet and some things that we've done that we're not proud of. And so that's a big deal. Here's the amazing thing. Not only does God know our past, he knows our future. He knows you on your worst day in the past. He also knows you on your worst day 20 20 years from now. He knows the worst thing you will ever do in your lifetime. Maybe for some of you guys, that's past. Maybe for some of you, that's ahead. He knows every mistake, every failure. And he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And that's, that's amazing. I don't know anybody else who does that. If I could look into the future and I saw that you were going to come and smack me in the face in 20 minutes, if I saw you now, I wouldn't be like, hey, how are you? I love you. I'd, I'd want to be away from you. I'd, I'd want you to leave. Like I'd, I would probably smack you in advance. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but Jesus sees everything, and he loves us unconditionally. He is the God who was not willing to go on living without us. Have you ever thought about that? Like, what is, what is something that we say when we're madly in love with someone? I can't live without you. I refuse to go on living without you. That's exactly what Jesus said. He said, I am unwilling to live without you, so I will die so that I can have you if you will have me. That is incredible. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. The second thing we see is the phrase, today you will be with me in paradise. And in the story, what we see is Jesus hanging on the cross and there's two thieves and one is insulting him saying, aren't you God? If you're God, then save us, save yourself. And we do this. We say to God, God, if you're God, prove it. If you're God, why do I have this problem? Just like the thief might have said, if you're God, then why am I hanging on this cross? Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? If you're God, then why am I in this situation? Why am I in this mess? And we say, if you're really God, then save me. And I say that sometimes in my situations, as if God owes me. But honestly, what have I ever done to merit God owing me anything? So the one thief says this. He says, if you're God, prove it, prove it, bring us down. The second thief, though, he says, what are you talking about? Stop, stop your nonsense. You know what? We deserve this. We're on the cross because we put ourselves here. It's our sin. We were thieves. We were robbers. We were crooks. We put ourselves on this cross. But this man, he is innocent. And he realizes, he realizes they're getting what they deserve. As far as we know, these criminals have never done anything for society. These criminals have probably never tried to help anyone. They've probably never tried to reach out to anyone. They probably never tried to help the hurting. They have only robbed stolen, hurt, and taken from others. 
And so they realize, the one thief, he realizes we're on this cross because we deserve to be on this cross. We're getting what we deserve. And when I think of sin, when I think of the cross, and when I think of those thieves, I have to think of myself because I have to realize I can't just self-righteously look at those thieves and say, oh yeah, those horrible thieves, they're getting what they deserve. No, they're getting what I deserve. They're getting what we deserve. Because friends, the wages of sin is death, and we have all committed sin. And the thief is having this realization. He's realizing, I deserve this. I am a sinner. I deserve what has come to me. Maybe you're here today and maybe you're facing consequences for things that you have done wrong. And you realize, I'm I'm getting what I brought on myself. Maybe you're here today and you're in the middle of your own mess. We have to look at the thief on the cross because here's what he says. He says, Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, Lord, remember me. This isn't a demand. He's saying, hey, you better remember me because he hasn't done anything for God. He he can't. It's not a bargain. It's not, hey, I'll, I'll give you this if you give me that. There's nothing he can do. He is, it is the humble plea of a broken man on a cross who can do nothing to save himself. He says, Lord, remember me. And if that's your heart posture today, if you're here, if you showed up tonight and you're like, I've got this mess, I've got this problem, I've got sin. Maybe you've been walking with Jesus your whole life and you just, you realize, man, I still sin, I still mess up. And that's your heart posture. Maybe here tonight you're hearing this and you would say, Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me. If, if, if that's your heart, I want you to just really dig into Jesus's response because it's the most powerful response Think about this response. Jesus is hanging from a cross. It is a place of defeat. And yet, for him, it is the place of his ultimate victory. The people, they see Jesus hanging on the cross, and they say, oh, it's the end for him. But Jesus knows, it. no, it's just the beginning. It is just beginning. We ask the question all the time, how do bad things turn to good? How does something bad turn to good? Where in the world do we see that example actually make sense? How about this example? God's death. The worst event in the history of humankind turned into the best event in humankind. In Jesus's darkest moment, he can hang from a cross and because he is God and because he can forgive sins and because he's hanging on a cross, taking away the sins of the world and because he will rise from the dead on Easter, he is able to say to this thief who does not deserve it, who's done nothing to earn it on his own, who has done no religious work, who has done nothing good, all he has is simple faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus is able to look at him and say, today you will be with me in paradise. The man had, the man had nothing, but he learned that day that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And so the universal problem of sin gets an answer and it's Jesus. Tonight, let's worship. And as you worship, let's reflect on our troubles and our trials and our tribulations and our sins. And let's bring them before God tonight as a family and lay them at his feet.